You are now tuned in from one actor to another, hosted by me, Nicole Lockley, your Atlanta Actors Resource Guide. I sit down with actors, filmmakers, teachers, and other creatives in Atlanta to seek insights and advice for my fellow actors to help better navigate the film and TV industry in ATL. Make sure you like and follow this page for more content like this. Now sit back, learn, internalize, and enjoy. All right, hello, hello, and welcome to the first of my industry talks. I'm the first. You are the first. Oh, yeah, that's, that's you right. are the first. You started off right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, welcome to Atlanta Actors Guide um, Industry Talk, and uh, our first guest is Mr. Sean Mathis. He is a writer. Yes. Director. Yes. Uh, what else? Uh, you got a lot of titles. <laughs> what, yeah, what do you uh, What do you call yourself? Content creator? What? Filmmaker. 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 I write and direct uh, on my production company, uh, NC Hero Productions, um, and I'm a screenwriting teacher. Okay. So, yeah. Just filmmaker. Filmmaker. Yeah, filmmaker. Film person. Film person, yeah. (laughs) Film person extraordinaire. (laughs) So, you have a company, a whole production company. How long has your production company been? So, this is my newest one. Um, So, my new production company has been up for uh, three months. Okay. That's because I left my, uh, my, um, I ended a partnership with my old production company. So, um, th- this is new, but pretty much outside of my director of photography and editor, it's the same team. Okay. So, all the quality that people have seen from my work before is going to be done by the same team. Except gotcha. for we just have new shooters. Gotcha. New shooters, new cameras. So, how long have you really been a filmmaker, like really in it? In it? Um, so, I count when I quit my job. Okay. So I quit my job in 2016, November 7th, 2016. So this year will make five years. Wow. So I've been in it professionally 100%, 24-7 since November uh, 2016. I started off, though, um, in 2013. Okay. All right. So tell me a little bit about when you started off in 2013. Okay. What did that look like for you? I was just a writer. Okay. I was just a writer. Um, I had moved to Atlanta in 2010. I wanted to like write. So in 2013, I started. I uh, interned with Sharon Tomlinson, um, rest in peace, Sharon, um, at Studio Eleven Films. Okay. So that's where I kind of like honed my writing, you know, craft, and got the confidence. Like, oh yeah, I'm I'm really good at this shit. You know what I'm saying? And then from there, uh, I started doing um, my first web series, and um, it just evolved after that. Mm-hmm. Honestly. So in 2016 is when you quit your job, right? Yeah. So tell me about that. Like, that's scary. A lot of people that are <laughs> creatives, like, we want to quit our jobs and uh, just focus on this. But, like, we got bills and stuff. Yeah, but so how is that? For me, okay, so you just have to have a plan. You can't just quit, right? So in 2016, um, um, I'm, I'm a full-time father, right? I had a job. I'm building this company or whatever, and I knew I wanted to quit. So it was like, okay, I had to sit down and say, I need X amount of dunny, dunny. I need X amount of money to be able to run the company and shoot my own films. I need X amount of money for her home so I can make sure my daughter's life isn't disrupted because she didn't ask me to quit my job to pursue my dream, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I need, I need X, shoot, sorry. I need X amount of money, right? Okay. So once I figured out what that money was, I saved it. And okay. then when I had it, I left. Okay. So it's, 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 it's literally that simple. Like, you have to plan, you know, and I see a lot of people that get frustrated, they up, they up and quit. 
right? But no, you don't, you know, you don't do that. In business, you just don't do things because you want to or because you're emotional or you had a bad day to stay. You have to strategically plan it out, mm-hmm. know what you need, and then once you have it, then go. How long were you saving before? Three years. Really? Yeah. So in 2013? Mm-hmm. When you started writing, started. you were like, I want, this is what yeah. I want to do. Well, I moved to Atlanta to do that. When did you move to Atlanta? 2010. Okay. Um, 2010, I moved to Atlanta, and I kind of got, got into it, but uh, my daughter's mother and I were on the outs. We went through a two-year custody battle, so once I got my daughter, once I got custody, I was like, all right, that's done, and I can refocus back on film. Gotcha. So that's kind of what happened. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. I really want to talk and focus on this, like, leaving. <laughs> but I don't know. Were you in corporate America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or were you, was, What were you doing before? Yeah, I was corporate America. So, so, sort of corporate. I was a, a small business relationship manager for Bank of America. Okay. I used to work for Bank of America. Oh, okay. So. I, th- I feel like every black person <laughs> in Atlanta worked for Bank of America. Where, where was your office at? Um, I was on Howell Mill. Okay. I started off at Sandy Springs. I worked at Peachtree Battle for a little bit, and I ended up ended up at Howell Mill. Okay, and that was the last job that you had yep. before you decided, like, well, not not even before you decided. But that was just the last you, job. That I had. Yeah, that you had. That okay. Last job I had. And so during that time, I was like writing and you know I wasn't directing at the time yet. I was writing for a lot of other people. Too. Okay. So so I had you know that I had my salary, then I was making money off of you know my creativeness, which helped me save as well. So all that okay. money was going. It's like whatever I make. Creatively was selling whenever I bonused that like Bank of America that I went to savings and so I, I, I stopped everything. I'm, I'm a I'm a sneakerhead. I, I buy a pair of sneakers every month. Uh-huh. I stopped buying sneakers. Wow. I stopped eating out. Um, I stopped. I cut cable. Right. I kept internet because I needed internet. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I I did all these things to keep my expenses down so I could save more and save faster. Wow. You did for three years. Three you years. Did. That's that's dedication. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people, I'm sure, can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, have that level of dedication for three years because we want it now. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah. wants it now, right now, especially with this industry. I know me as an actress, when I'm like out and about and I see signs that the normal person wouldn't know that there's signs saying that's where set is. Mm-hmm. But I see signs when I'm just driving. I'm like, oh my God, there's a set nearby. Why am I not on it? Like, <laughs> what movie is this and why am I not there right now? And I want to just quit my job and just go to whatever set that is. And, is. Yeah. Walk on. Exactly. Of course, that wouldn't work out in my favor, <laughs> but that's what I wish I could do. So, um, three years of saving and cutting back all because you had this end goal in mm-hmm. mind. Exactly. What was your like main motivation? Your because three years, like I said, that's a long time to just be cutting expenses <laughs> and not really eating out as much. After, and after six months, you don't you don't realize it after that. Mm. Like, you really know it because it becomes normal now. Okay. You know, it's kind of like, you know, like, when you diet or when you fast. That first, that first 30 days, mm-hmm. it's rough. After that, you do it, not even think about it. So, uh, my motivation was I came to Atlanta to do film and TV. Mm-hmm. And I do what I say that I'm going to do. That's always the reason why I'm here. I didn't come here for the women. I didn't come here for the nightlife. I came here for film and TV. Mm-hmm. So, it was like... If I'm not doing that, why am I here? I can go anywhere else in the world to live and, and, and work. 
This yeah. is what I came here for. This is what I said I was going to do. So I had to do it. I had to get it done. That's my motivation. Mm. And two was like, um, I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I didn't want to, I don't want anyone else controlling my time. Mm. I don't want anyone putting a cap on how much money I can make. I don't want anybody putting limitations on when I could go on vacation. Right, so it was that you know, what I do, I had that freedom to literally, I don't know if I can curse, I can do whatever the fuck I want, mm-hmm. right? And being in corporate America, I, you know, and you know, having a beard and having locks and having tattoos, there was always issues or sly remarks or I won't be able to get past a certain level because I wouldn't cut my hair, and I was like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, like. I'm good. That's not where I want to be anyway. It's not where, so. right, it's not where I want to be anyway. So that was that. That was even more. I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so like you know, cutting back, you know, was not that hard. So how much, uh, like, did you have a percentage that you were saving? Like, okay, every time I make this amount of money, I'm going to put this percentage away. Like, how was your mindset as far as saving? Yes, 80%. 80%. After I paid my bills, the rest of it just it went to savings, which was almost like 75 to 80%, then 100% of all bonuses. And then 100% of whatever I made, writing scripts or treatments for stuff like that, 100% went to savings. Wow. So it was, it was, it was gas car insurance, rent lights, food for my daughter. Pretty much it. Like, yeah. That was really it. So, so like, you cut back on the luxuries, I guess you could say, for three years to live the life that you wanted. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like now I still have those practices. I still don't buy sneakers that much. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't go out to eat as much. I look at it, I'll be like, hmm, that's $500. How many days on set is that? How many days for mm. crafty? How many day? How many light people can I get for that? Like I look at everything now before I buy something because I do shoot my own stuff. It's like where else can that money go? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's like, nah, I'm good. So do you fund all your own product yep, projects? Hundred percent. Okay. Fund all my own projects. So where does your income come from if you're funding for the? And this is, you know, a lot yeah. of people don't understand yeah. this at all. Yeah. So just fully explain where does your income come from? Now it comes from streaming. Like the money we make from streaming from our films. Okay. So my my main sources of, of revenue come from teaching and speaking, um, revenue from streaming, and I get hired to write and direct all the time. Okay. So that's where my income comes from. So all that money, again, after I handle my household, mm-hmm. what can I shoot? Mm-hmm. So it'll be three or four a month, right? And then if I say 30000 40000 it's like, well, what can I shoot for this? Wow. Right? And then I shoot. That's I, you awesome. know, I get everybody together and I shoot. That's awesome. So this is basically it's, it's 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 work save shoot work save shoot. That's the route that I want to do. I want to fund my own stuff when I want to my own stories. Um, if I didn't, if I was just doing this because I wanted someone else to fund it for me, then yeah, I'll be you know I'll be splurging or doing all the other stuff that people do, which is nothing wrong with it. But that's just not my route. My route is I need to be able to fund my own stuff. Mm-hmm. So in, in order to do that. I can't be out here just spending money on nonsense. Sneakers. Sneakers. Sorry. I'm sitting in my closet. I'm looking at my Jordan collection. Like, there's $110,000 here over 12 years of wow. collecting. Yeah. That, in hindsight, if I knew what I was going to do, I would have done that. Mm. And then I lose, lose half the collection in a fire. So I can't recoup them. 
That's true. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like you started looking at, I started putting stuff, how I spent money in, into perspective way differently. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like way differently. It took me forever to buy a new car. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It took me forever. I just bought, I just bought a new car in like 2018. Yeah. It took me, well, I, had to, I, had to, I had to total my other one before, before I bought a new one. Before you was like, all right. I was, I was still riding around in the hoop. Like, in the hoopty, like, hey, this is, hey. To live care. the life that you want. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So what is your advice for people that want to go out full time as far as um, just, the, I guess, really the money aspect? Like you said, you save, but just that, though, what you said, you, what is it, work, shoe? What work, was, save, shoe. Work, save, shoe. Repeat. So how, like, how, as far as, like, finding the gigs when you first start, because now people come to you, people mm-hmm. hire you. So, like, how did you get to that place? Like, what's advice for other people that want to get to that place that are like, I want to get to the place where people are asking me. What, what was that process for you of finding those jobs and making yourself known? Um, I, lucked, I lucked up twice, to be honest. So when I was with Studio 11, right, I just stood out as a writer. Mm-hmm. I did. I stood out of my program. I stood out to everybody. So... From the gate, people will call me. Can you write this? Can you write this? Can you write this? So I'm doing that, and I'm also like, you have to put out your own shit. People have to see what you can do, right? So I've I've literally I've never went after a gig. So with Studio Eleven, I met a bunch of folks in there. I stood out as a writer. I delivered. I I did that, and I was doing my own stuff. The second way I lucked up um, was. I am getting a call from street execs who manages two chains mm. to write and produce their short film. And then after that, I didn't have to do any, I, I literally never had to like go for a gig. How'd they find you? Um, so I worked at the bank. Okay. Right? I handled all their money. Mm. So I handled accounts for street execs, um, QC, bunch of pop some love and hip hop. I just handled all these accounts because where we were, there's a bunch of studios like all around the bank. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, so I'm handling everybody's like money, right? Mm-hmm. And what I would do is I would get I would get their phone numbers. And I would say, hey, if you need after hours, let me get your number. Here's mine. You can call me. Knowing that I couldn't do shit after hours, right? Yeah. So I had the computer. But that was my way of getting their contact information. So when I would shoot something, I'd send them the link. Mm-hmm. And no one ever responds. Mm-hmm. Literally. Nobody, for like a year and a half, no one responded. And then one day I'm in the movies. I'm watching uh, Black Mass. I'll never forget. I'm watching Black Mass. Alan from Street Execs called. He said, we're doing this movie, and we need you. I left the movie theater and went to the studio, and then we did take over your track. And after that, after that, the phone just kept ringing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's just, honestly, a matter of being in the right, not not saying the right right place, just being prepared. Yeah. Because I was prepared for that. Mm-hmm. But what I did was for that year and a half, when no one was responding to my links, right? Mm-hmm. I would send them music videos that I did, or I send them a series that I did. And they'd walk into the bank the next day, the next week, as if I'd never sent it to them. Mm-hmm. I was consistently doing it. I never stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, you know. Uh, Jay Z said the greatest thing, the smartest thing we did was we didn't give up. So even though they weren't responding, I kept sending the fucking links. Mm-hmm. So when they needed me, when they needed it, they were like, "Oh, they, I know a guy." They know who they did. So you weren't badgering them. So when you saw them come into, because that's I never mentioned it. Okay, because that's what what some people have an issue with. They don't know the difference between um, networking and like bugging someone and showing like, oh, like I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry. But it doesn't look like you're hungry. It looks like you're you're needy now. Yes. 
So yeah. how do you draw the line between networking and building relationships in a smart way versus seeming like Please look at me. Look what I can do. Hire me. <laughs> the thing with that is, is that when someone comes to you for one thing, like they came for me to me for banking, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to handle what they came to me for. In that, I'll build a relationship with you on a personal level. That's that. Inside the bank, I will never talk about film because that's not what you came to me for. Mm-hmm. If I saw you out because of the relationship that we have inside of banking. Then I then I talk with you about oh I'm also doing this mm-hmm. oh can I send you this and then you send it and don't say anything mm. you know what I'm saying and just let them you know because the people that you want to work with the ushers or whomever they busy as hell mm-hmm. they get a thousand in you every day um, so it's like if you, if you send them something leave it alone mm. leave it alone if you get something new send something new but I would just I would always just send the link. And when he came into the bank, it was about banking. Mm-hmm. That was it. And, you know, now when I see, you know, these folks out, I've actually worked for a lot of folks. I worked for QC. I worked for, you know, I did stuff with Chains. I did stuff with Tip. Because um, all these people recognized my consistency, for one. And I wasn't I wasn't that needy person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do, I, I want you to fuck with me, but I'm going to do this without you anyway. So, and people like that want to work with people that don't need them. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You You can't need them. Okay. So yeah, I want to fuck with you, but I don't need you. And now, and that was my attitude. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep shooting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep doing stuff. This is what I'm doing. So if you need something, holla at me. That's important, guys. That make sure you uh, star can. I'm, I'm gonna figure <laughs> out if I can like mark this in the video or something. That's important. Um, as far as like networking and stuff, you have to have that mentality. I'm gonna do this anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna win, win with or without you. It'd be nice if we could win together right, and I work with you. Right. But if not, this, I'm still working, and this exactly. is what I'm doing. And if you need me, I'm here. Exactly. That's an important. Is is because I, I feel like a lot of actors, and I'm I'm. I don't want to say I've been guilty of it because I've always been on the side where I don't want to seem too needy. So Mm -hmm. I go too far in this spectrum and I'm just too standoffish. And I don't put myself out there as much as I would, as much as I would like to, honestly. So I feel like a lot of actors, they do have, and even people that are looking to pitch and writers and things like that, Mm -hmm. they don't know where the line is as far as hire me, hire me, hire me. I want to work with you versus what we just said. Mm -hmm. Let's build a a relationship, an organic relationship where if you need me, I'm here. This is what I do. You know that. If not, I'm still your banker. Exactly. I'm still whatever capacity you meet them in. Exactly. And that's our goal. I mean, with every creative is, is to be that person that when someone's working on a project, they're like, I know a person. Right. (laughs) and that's exactly what you did Mm -hmm. so definitely make sure you guys listen to that that was a really really good tip I'm gonna grab onto that myself Um, (laughs) let me see what other uh, I've got like questions here guys um all right, so let's, because this is about actors, the Atlanta Actors Resource mm-hmm. Guide. So tell me, from your standpoint as a director, writer, what is your relationship with actors? How do you want actors to approach you, or how do you how do you view actors? Just in general, from a director or writer standpoint, how do you view actors? 
actors tell us? Oh, um, how do I view actors? I don't, that's a that's a weird question. How do I view actors? Yeah, like, do you are you thinking like I need actors or I mean, actors I'm, need me? No, or we, we, okay. First of all, we need each other. Okay, I can't direct if there's nobody to direct, mm-hmm. right? Um, so and an actor can act if, if you know if, if there's no one you know hiring them. So no, actors and directors need need each other equally. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I don't think anyone is above anybody in that sense. Filmmaking is such a collaborative um, thing that you can't do it without everybody. The sound person is just as, just as as important as your grips and gaffers, just as important as your script supervisor. And down to crafting and PAs, I have some of the best PAs in Atlanta because they 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 make sure my set is straight. I could not do that mm-hmm. if they wasn't handling that. So no, I think we all, I, I need actors just as much as they need me. Mm-hmm. Um, how I want actors to approach me is they get a lot of DMs. I'm going to say one thing. Don't ask me to keep you in mind for a role because I get a thousand of those. I'm never going to remember everyone and say, oh, I'm going to spell, I'm going to email so-and-so. Don't do that. What you do do, do is email me, headshot resumes, I have a folder, Men, women, black, white, whatever, like that. I have it categorized. Um, but just follow, just like, just like answer the ads on Actors Access. So I have a, I have, I have a core group of actors that I like to work with. Mm-hmm. So whenever I write something, um, I look at who do I already have first? Mm-hmm. Who do I have that I love that I want my being on set 12, 12 to 15 hours with? Who do I know is going to like, do, like deliver it one take Drake every time? I go to my core first, mm-hmm. just like Spike Lee has his core. Right, um, Adam Sandler has his core. Scorsese has his core. Every director has like their core actors that they, that they like. So I, I use those first. Mm-hmm. And if I can't, if if I if I can't find anyone that I know, then I go out and that's when I'll either post on Instagram, I'm looking for this, or we'll post on Actors Access, we're looking for this. That's gonna be like the best way to like approach approach me, mm-hmm. so to okay. speak. And see, that's uh, something, too, I just wanted to briefly touch on it, just as far as building relationships with uh, directors and writers who haven't necessarily made it really big Mm -hmm. yet. Because somebody that may have worked with Sean in, let's say, 2013, he could have kept them still still exactly now that he has his own production company i'm Mm -hmm. on this facebook group called um atlanta film and production or something like that and they post like uh castings and then uh directors and casting directors they'll post they offer independent projects right Mm -hmm. so just recently i was in there and somebody posted they were doing a casting and it was no pay, but you'll get IMDb credit. Mm-hmm. And there were a bunch of people in there. Some sent laughing emojis. Someone, they were sending memes like, oh, we're not going to pay you, but we've got really good sandwiches. Like, making fun of the fact that they can't pay. And there's a lot of other castings in that group that people, it's non-union, non-paid work. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, these people are starting out probably the exact same place that the other actors are on because you're all in the same group. (laughs) Like, you're not looking for castings through your agent. You're on here looking for non-union projects, so you're going to find some non-paid projects. So you need to also understand that it's okay to work with someone who might not be paying you right now because they could get to the level of Sean and keep you in their back pocket because they're like, you know what, you've been with me. I did. I, I agree and I disagree. Okay, come on, tell <laughs> so, me. So, okay, me. so there, there's an actress that was with me from day one. Okay, Pamela Ricardo. 
I was shooting. This is before I knew anything about directing or shooting. I, I was uber independent. I, I, this project never saw the light of day because it was so bad. But Pamela Ricardo came through for me the first time I was doing the series. I could not pay a lot. Okay. It was $20. Okay. Right? And she came through and killed it as if I was paying her $20,000. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and I've since, Pam and I have hired each other. Like, she's, like, put me up for stuff. I've casted her and stuff like that. But what I did from day one, I always paid people. Okay. I always paid my actors. Always. Mm-hmm. If it was $20 or $500, I always paid people. Mm-hmm. A, because you have a talent. Mm-hmm. Right? You should be paid for that talent. Mm-hmm. It's up to you to accept that amount, but I never do free work. I never ask for free work. Okay. Not even, I don't, I don't I even pay, I even pay extras. Yeah. Everyone, because it's like, I don't work for free. Mm-hmm. I've never worked for free, right? Um, actually, no, I take that back. I have volunteered on friend sets or whatever like that, but, and if this is my career, I'm taking it seriously, mm-hmm. I need you to take it seriously, too. Mm-hmm. And you got to pay me for my time. You got to pay me for my talent. Mm-hmm. I don't sit down and consult with people without them paying me for my time. You're, you know, you know you're, you're getting expertise and... Um, you know, all the stuff, you know, you're getting the playbook that I, that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to, like, actors and crew, I don't shoot unless I can pay people. Mm-hmm. I've, and I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And see, but one, that's a really good mentality to have, and I wish, like, every single director, <laughs> creative, filmmaker had that mentality because there are a lot of non-union, non-paid jobs. From an actor's perspective, I get that 100%. Like, yes, I'm giving you my services, my talent, so I should be paid for my talent. But from an actress standpoint, sometimes I would say it is completely fine to do a non-union, non-paid work, especially if you're starting out. Because you have to build, you have to build your resume. You have to get a reel. So... And the writing might be really good. You never know just because you're like, oh, it's non-paid. But, I, but that's the stuff to remember. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to cut you off. I just want to make a correction. If you worked on a set with me and you weren't paid, it wasn't a Sean film. <laughs> I was probably directing on it, but it wasn't a film that my company did. So okay. I want to make that clear. Stuff that my company does, uh-huh. we pay for. Yeah. So but I've directed stuff or helped people on stuff that they weren't paying actors. I just happened to be the director on it. So I just want to clarify that up. Right. I was Disclaimer. He didn't pay me. Disclaimer was it wasn't <laughs> a laconic or anti-hero film. Okay. So that's what you were saying. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. You have to build your reel. Um, but what, what, I, what I do want actors to look at is look at the writing. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of bad stuff out here. Yeah. That I see this in an actor, you're only as good as your roles. You're only as good as your lines. So if this script is trash, guess what? You're not gonna be that good. You're not gonna be at your best. Mm-hmm. So I would say if you're going to do that, make sure make sure the script is fire. Mm-hmm. And be afraid to say no. I say no every day. Mm-hmm. I say no to a lot more stuff than I say yes to. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I, 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 I ask questions or I look at their project, mm, that's not for me and my brand, mm-hmm. right? So for actors, even starting out, you have to be selective of your projects. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why Octavia Spencer gets the roles that she gets and Mia Long gets the roles that she gets, even though she's been in the game longer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so look at the roles and make sure it's something that's going to pull, pull you as an actor to perform better. Mm-hmm. Right, just don't go up there reading lines. Like, can you really transform into this character to show? Even though it's a low budget film, I didn't get paid for it. I'm gonna go hamburger helper in it because 
it's that good, it calls for that, and I'm that good. So, so that's that's number one. Choose your projects wisely. Mm-hmm. Let's stop putting out this this one noted just, oh, I just decided to shoot today. That's number one. Number two, if you're going to work for free, cap it at five. Mm-hmm. By your fifth film, if you ain't raised your star or people ain't checking for you, you're either choosing wrong roles or you gotta accept the fact that you might not be that good. Mm. But you, but if you still, if you're doing, you know, you and your 22nd film, and it's been free, no pay, because you're trying to build your resume, you're real. So, so something's wrong. Mm-hmm. So if you're really good, you'd be like, you know, what? I'm gonna do these five films over this next year, year and a half. On top of that, I'm a network. Mm-hmm. I'm put myself out there. I'm gonna do these things. By by like like your fifth film, you should be you shouldn't have to like work for free anymore. Yeah. So you wanna like you wanna like again, you have to plan for this. You have to have to say strategically, I'm going to do this. Because a lot of actors and even directors or writers don't look at it as a business. And it is. It's called show business. Mm-hmm. So you got to get your business right and kind of know this is the path that I'm going to do. These are the steps that I'm going to do to go from unknown, just starting, need stuff from my reel to that phone ringing. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, I, I did the same thing when I was a writer. I was writing whole feature films for $200. Mm. Whole 100 page, 120 films for $200. I only did five of them. Mm. And then my rate kept going up. And every time I put out a film, mm-hmm. my rate went up. Every time I won an award, my rate went up. I strategically moved myself up mm-hmm. financially. Now I charge five thousand for a script. Mm. But I had, but I had, you know, what I'm saying I worked towards that. I can say, well, I've done all this. This is why I justified my price. You yeah. called me, so you know what I can do. So actors should be doing that same thing, making themselves being the man, saying no to certain things, um, turning down some projects because it might not be enough. You got to know as an actor what your brand is, mm-hmm. what roles you want, how you want to be perceived in this industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to touch on that too because I agree with you as far as being strategic. My thing really is being intentional. I use That's the word intentional. Yes. So when you are going out for roles, um, non-union roles, uh, if it is non-paid, be intentional about it. You're building your resume, but you want to go out for roles that are going to be reflective of the type of bigger roles exactly. that you want to get. So for instance, um, I, I stopped doing um, uh, non-paid work. Mm-hmm. Um, this is maybe two years ago. I was just like, I'm not, I'm like, we, we just went over that, you know, mm-hmm. where my mindset was. And I was just like, I, I'm, I need to be paid for my talent. Um, but recently, just actually last week, I did a non-union, non-paid role. The reason why I did that, even though, yes, I just got offset with Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, I just did a Netflix series. Yes, I've got an amazing agent, and I am auditioning out the wazoo for some <laughs> awesome roles. Shout out to you. I'm, I'm trying, man. <laughs> but So, yes, all that is going on, but at the end of the day, I want to do some comedic stuff. And I haven't been casting mm. comedic stuff. And I saw an opportunity, and it was a comedic role. And it's non-union, non-paid, but I don't have anything comedic in my reel. I don't have anything comedic um, on my actor's access. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that says that I can handle comedy. Role, right. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be intentional about me going out for a non-union, non-paid role, and this is something that is going to help push me in the direction of that I wanted. And I almost lost sight of that, actually, because mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to do stand-in work, um, and it was going to be multiple days. It was paid uh, for, I don't know, some something. It was, it was a, a bigger project, um, and I'm using bigger in quotation marks <laughs> just because 
I don't want to downplay the independent market versus Copy that, yeah. just for the common how people talk bigger. Right. So it was a bigger uh, production. And I actually emailed my agent. I was like, hey, I have an opportunity. It's for a comedic role. It's non-union, non-paid. We're filming on Thursday. It's only one day. However, I also have an opportunity for stand-in work. It's five days. It's paid. And I'm going to be on set for this show that I've been auditioning for multiple times. Mm -hmm. He emails me back and he says, stand-in work is not going to help your resume. Unless you definitely need the money, go for what's going to help with your resume and that you're going to get good fit footage. So yeah. every once in a while, we need that reminder because I, for a moment, was just like, I saw the money and was just like, <laughs> and get paid and it's right. five days versus passing it up for one day on set of a night. And my agent was just like, no. So you have to be intentional and strategic mm-hmm. about the type of work. That you do, yeah. So, and that's like the only time I will work. Like I have to be getting, I have to be able to like further myself. Mm-hmm. Like I did a, I did a film. A friend of mine was like, "Hey, we're doing this film. I need a, I need a producer on it. The budget's small. I can't pay you, but we have a kind. But it's going to Aspire. We've already sold the film. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now I have, now I have a credit with Aspire TV now. Well, now I have three because after that film, I've done more. Mm-hmm. So strategically, I did that one film for free to get on their radar, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it turned into two pay gigs. So you're right. You have to be intentional and strategic when t- when deciding to take, you know, non-union, non-paid work. Mm-hmm. So for you, because uh, you said you post your stuff on Actors Access if it's outside mm-hmm. of your core people. Mm-hmm. So what do you look for um, in actors in auditions? Like what's um, some things that will set a, a great actor apart from someone that just like, oh, yeah, they, they did an okay job? Someone that reads. Yeah, I posted a role uh, in the last film that I did. I needed like a white woman, forty-five to fifty. And I got black actresses. First of all, read, read the posting. Mm. I immediately like, and, and, and that black actress could have been dope, but the role called for a white woman. It just did. So I'm not even gonna look at it. And it's like, who's this person? I'm gonna put them on my like do not cast list because mm. you know, you're, you're not even reading the court, but you're just blindly submitting. That tells me that you're not really. You might not really be serious, or you just like throwing shit at the wall, seeing mistakes. So I'm good on that. So first of all, you gotta read. Mm-hmm. Second of all, what we do for our casting, I'm giving you the entire character breakdown, who they are, what this role is, blah blah blah. blah. So when you send in that tape, I want to see the character. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see you. I want to see you took all this information that I tell that my team and I took time typing up, detailing out, making sure you have it, mm-hmm. and giving you these sides. I want I want to see that character. I don't want to see a line reader. Mm. I want to see. I want to see whoever the, whoever the character is, mm. right? I don't want to see someone acting. And with some with some actors, when they're reading, you can tell that they're acting. Mm. I want people that even even in the audition tape took the time to immerse themselves in this character, and they talk like them, sound like them, move like them. That's what I look for. And I'm, I'm independent. People say that I ask for a lot, but it's just that's where I am. Where I am. Mm-hmm. I require that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I look for. You gonna send me an audition tape? It better be. It better be the character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the I guess three takeaways from that. One, follow directions. Follow directions. Yeah. Follow directions. Oh well, no, there's a lot of takeaways. Follow direction, <laughs> guys. So, 
Um, if you're saying, you know, this, as far as like the framing, even if they tell you to frame a right way, if they tell you, look, read the breakdown, follow the directions. And then the second part of that is to read, mm-hmm. uh, and don't just go out there and apply for everything. Yes. One of the biggest mistakes that beginner actors can make is I'll take any role that will have me. Yeah, nah, you don't want to do that. That is a huge, and I was actually in Clubhouse and I just this morning and they were asking, what type of roles do you want to go out for? And they're like, you know, just, I feel like I can act anything. <laughs> I was that person at once. I feel like every actor has probably been like, I'm going to act. I can act anything. No, no. Again, be intentional. You have to know what your character type is, Mm -hmm. what you are capable of doing. If you get like a role that's as fire as, I don't know, Olivia Pope, and your acting skills ain't on Olivia Pope, then don't go out for Olivia Pope. Especially if it's, say, it's a black woman, and you show up looking like, uh, what was her name? Bellamy. What's her, um, the, her last name is Bellamy. The the wife from Scandal, the white woman from Scandal. Her I last name is Millie. All right. <laughs> if you look like name. Millie and you read it for Olivia, <laughs> you didn't read. So I know some um, some casting directors are like, "Oh, I'll be a little leading it if they don't a hundred percent fit the description." Where are you at as far as what type of description do you say? Oh, I need them to be between this height and this height. And no. No. how do you do height? I don't care. Um, race, I don't care as long as, long as I don't put it in, in the description, mm-hmm. right? So if I put white, I need this person to be white, but the other ones might not have a race, well, so I, I don't care. So, but on, on looks, I'm lenient. Mm-hmm. I lean towards a certain look, mm-hmm. right? I tend to cast darker skinned women in leads, mm-hmm. right? That's why that's why I'm looking for first. I love that. <laughs> I, like I'm not a dark skinned woman. I'm just like, oh yes, cast yeah, this darker skinned women. I, I, I cast like, you know, brown and darker skinned women first. Like that's what I look for. Mm-hmm. However, if this girl that looks like Zendaya mm-hmm. kills this shit, then she's getting a role. Mm-hmm. So I have a preference, but I have to do who's gonna be the best actor for the role. So I'm lenient on like I'm leaning on that. Okay. Yeah, but I'm leaning on that. But if I say muscular, I need you to be muscular. You okay. know what I'm saying? If I say locks or natural hair, I need, and that's what I need. So unless I put it put it in there, I'm leaning it. Mm-hmm. Cause I could just say I need uh, a beautiful woman to play a seductress. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what I'm looking for. So and I, I can be black or white. You know, whatever. How do you feel about when you're getting like headshots? So let's say you put out there that you need um, black woman twenties natural, right? You get a headshot, she's natural. You get her audition tape, she got a lace front on. Are you one of those people who are like, mm, no, she don't no, look right? What I've learned is you women change up the eye here every day. <laughs> so I gotta say, so what I would do if she killed the audition, mm-hmm. I want to email and say, hey. Like your audition, the role calls for natural hair. Will you have natural hair or blah, 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 blah. Like, it's a requirement. I'm going okay. to ask that before I just write somebody off. Because okay. I know how y'all do. Like, yeah. you know, you can have a short hair today. You have a lace front tomorrow. You got full locks, you know what I'm saying, next week. I get that. But for this role, this is what I need you to be. I need you to be what I saw. Okay. And I would say, I need to, I need you to be, I need your hair to be what's in, like, what's in this character description. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? Mm-hmm. If it's a yes, then we'll go forward. If it's a no, then okay, cool. 
Now, because uh, this is a big thing with black women especially, because I've heard this in a lot of different forms, uh, just dealing with our hair, because we do change our hair all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say you put out something and you get a headshot, and you, same description, 20s, black female, natural hair. You get a headshot and she doesn't have natural hair. Would you still uh, say, okay... Uh, I see you have a good resume. I've seen your demo. Let me go ahead and still give you an audition and then email her afterwards and be like, hey, it does call for natural. Do you have natural hair? Even if in her headshot she does it. Or would you suggest that for actors to have a plethora, well, female actors, black women, Mm -hmm. to be like, okay, here's my natural hair headshot for these types of roles. Here's my lace front. Here's my business short bob for mm-hmm. headshots just so you have that range when they're submitting. Um, yeah, so like what I like about Actors Access, most actors up there have different looks, especially the women. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to see, oh, okay, she looks like she can do all of this, right? So if you're serious about this, right, and you want to you wanna, you wanna broaden what you get picked for, I think all women, black and white, should have those different looks. Mm-hmm. Short hair, natural hair, whatever, long hair, business. You should have all those looks on your actual access. What I'm going through is, oh, okay, cool. Mm. Now, let's say you don't, right? I might like your look anyway. I'm going to I'm going to extend. I'm always going to extend the audition, right? I'm always going to extend it because people might wow you. So if, if the role calls for someone with natural hair and you kill this, you, you don't have natural hair, you just put your braids in. Mm-hmm. Right, and I got, I'm shooting in, in a month. You're like these kids gotta stay in for two months because of, you know whatever, and you're not willing to take them out. If you killed that audition, I will find a way to work with you mm. because you killed the audition. You're the best person for this role. So either I'm gonna change the character or I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call in the air and makeup. Oh, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> the light <laughs> went out. <laughs> what happened? I guess we're not moving enough. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's important, too. I mean, you got to be open and flexible. I know um, when I got the role, uh, the recent thing with Samuel L. Jackson, I had um, just put on faux locks, and mm-hmm. I was headed to Vegas, and I wasn't about to take off these faux locks because mm-hmm. I just put them in for Vegas, but I had to be in filming as soon as I came back. But you know what? As soon as I got from back from Vegas, they was getting taken out. If you are serious about yeah. this... You're not about to let women, you are not about to let your hair stop you. Guys, from, too. And yeah. We had a, um, we casted a guy, was we did this film Traffickers, um, written by Alicia Dominique, black female, fire. We saw this guy playing like an older, he auditioned for an older role, he looked older, he had a low cut, everything like that. He showed up to set looking 20 years younger, mm. you know, because black don't crack. <laughs> um, and he had all his facial hair. And he had like these this weird haircut, and we were like, <laughs> we had the table reads. We saw this guy. It was like he showed up a completely different person, right? So we were like, we went downstairs. It was like, bro, we need you to shave off your goatee. He was like, all right. We got makeup to like cover the haircut on the sides, grade him up, aged him up, and it worked. But the mm-hmm. thing was, when he pulled up them clippers, it was like, I. Right. And just we knew what it was. So I bet I can work with that. Mm-hmm. I can work with that. So like we have to be flexible. You know, actors have to be flexible too. If you really want the role, then you, you, just, you gotta do what you gotta do. Exactly. Exactly. Just here. Don't go back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
I would never shave my head. Every time I audition Better, for... Like, what if you had, like, a role like Demi Moore and, like, G.I. Jane, and she had to shave her head, or, or Sanaa Latham and Hair Love, you wouldn't shave your that head. That would be a serious for like, for like a, mental breakdown for me. Really? I would have to push through it, and that would be a serious, like, mental... Well, you don't have the money for therapy, so... Yeah, pretty much, because I'm gonna I'm gonna need it. I I auditioned for uh, Erica Arvold. She's located in Virginia. And they, yeah. So every time they audition, they ask, um, "Are you willing to change your appearance?" And you have to do it in your sleep. And every time I'm like, "I'm Nicole Lackley, five seven, Marietta, Georgia. I'm willing to change my appearance, besides shave my head." And then I can't tell you, wow. I, 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 it would be well, a serious. At least they thing. Know up front. Yeah, they uh, don't cast. And there's like they're doing uh, Guardian of the Galaxy right now. Not Erica, but somebody else. And they're looking for. Um, black women and just women in general with different character looks uh, and you have to have short hair and I was like yeah it's not the role for me and sometimes you got, it, it's okay yeah it's, just, it's okay you know what you want you know what you're going to do you know what you're not going to do that's to have that wherewithal to know that that's that's great yeah yeah absolutely yeah and intentional like I it's alright I don't have to be an alien <laughs> I'll be alright um, alright so I don't want to like I don't yeah. want this to be too long but, or maybe we'll cut this up in two we yeah, can make you know. this a two part thing yeah, you know, let's make it a two part thing <laughs> um, let's see so let's talk about uh, well we did talk about um, just your drive and stuff it said we want to talk about persistence and patience mm-hmm. in this industry mm-hmm. that's like because this, honestly, especially for actors, this is an industry of no's. And for creatives, <laughs> I say all the time, it's an industry of no's. Because we audition all the time. Most of the time, we don't hear back. Mm-hmm. I can't even count how many auditions that I've had in the last year. And I've heard back from one, mm-hmm. which was non-union, that I auditioned for last week. They called me last night and said, oh, we're going to go a different direction. I've had so many other auditions, especially when you make it into, like, mainstream, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. they do not give yeah. you feedback yeah, at all. So you have to have a certain level of um, persistence and, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, confidence mm-hmm. in your own skill and understanding that, okay, that opportunity was not for me and another opportunity is going to come along. So just from a filmmaker, uh, like, you were persistent. You moved down here 2010, mm-hmm. 2013, really got into it, saved for three years, and now you're killing it. So just a little uh, advice for people around the idea of persistence and patience. Um, I mean, anything, that, anything that's hard to achieve, actor, director, rapper, model, doctor, lawyer, you have to be persistent in it. Because no one's going to see that dream but you. Mm. No one's going to understand but you. So you have to be persistent in that, period. Like, if you want something, like, I have a friend, I I won't say his name, but if it don't work out in two months, he's on to the next thing. Mm. He doesn't give anything enough time to cultivate, to build, to get get off the ground. So he doesn't have enough, he he doesn't have enough persistence. So, I mean, you you just have to have it. Especially in what we do. We're in a no industry. We're in a hurry up and wait industry, mm, too. Yes. Right? So you got to be able to say, I'm doing this, and I'm doing this. I'm going to keep on doing this. Like, this is my course. 
but because we're in, we're in the hurry up and wait industry, you need that patience too, mm-hmm. right? So as an actor, you know that hey, if I reached out to if I did 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 this audition, my patience is not emailing this person saying, "Hey, what do you think?" My persistence is audition for the next thing. Mm-hmm. So they kind of go hand in hand. You're being patient on one thing, but I'm still being persistent in pursuing what I want. And I'm still and I'm still going. So if something else does pop off. It's like, oh, okay, cool, mm-hmm. right? I was, you know, I was patient, but I was still working. Mm-hmm. Patience isn't just doing one thing and sitting there and waiting for it to manifest or not. No, mm-hmm. it's doing it, knowing that you did your best, right? I intentionally did this for this reason. It's going to do what it do. While that's simmering, I'm being persistent and I'm going to do it again over here or something else. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you don't have those two things, you're not going to work. Mm-hmm. You could be on set, right? Mm-hmm. You could be on set for 13 hours. Patience. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to have it. And, you, and in that, you have to keep a good attitude. Mm-hmm. So people say, well, I was patient, I waited. Yeah, but you complained the whole time. Mm-hmm. You had all these negative thoughts the whole time. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to be patient and persistent and think positively. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You put that energy out there so you can manifest what you want. You could be patient. But if you talk shit the whole time, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right? It's like, what, what are you really doing? Mm-hmm. So, mm. that's how I feel about it. Yeah. No, and even the, um, just the hurry up and wait and, and not knowing and hearing back. So, when I got hired for the one thing that's coming out on Apple TV, I auditioned for it in March, and I didn't get a call back until the end of May. Yeah. <laughs> it be like that. And I was just like, when did I, what role is this in for again? And then, and booked it. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what, when, when something's meant for you, you don't know when it's going to come. Because right. when it's meant for you, it's meant for, it's meant right. for you. Even with, um, that just the, when it's meant for you type thing. The other role that I had gotten, um, I auditioned, got a call back. Um, I was pinned. They went in a different direction, Mm -hmm. which was fine. I'm like, all right, you know, industry of no's. Move on to the next, you know? Um, The two days before their filming, agent got in contact with me. Hey, other actor can't do it. Are you still available? You guys never... Never know. You never... No, you just have to keep pushing on and be, it was the patience part. It's patience. not just sitting there and waiting. I didn't sit there and be like, all right, I got a call back. So, oh, I'm pinned down. Okay, cool. So I'm going to wait and see what they say. No, it's, I'm pinned. All right, cool. We'll see if something comes of it. Mm-hmm. If not, I have already just auditioned for Exactly. And one of these things, if that wasn't meant for me, and it ended up being meant for me. <laughs> right. Because that other person, my father, he was saying, he was like, you know what? God was just like, no, that man made a mistake. That's not the role. I'm about to show y'all. That wasn't for that person. It was so you don't know what God in the universe or whatever it is that you believe in. You don't know what it has in store for you. So you have to have that patience. You do. You do. You don't know when it's gonna come. Someone said you can't. You know, you can't like you can't pray and stress at the same time. Mm. So you can't. You know, practice patience and complain the whole time. It doesn't work. Cancel it. You can't pray and stress at the same time. I like that. You you, you cancel it out. Yeah. You, you can't you cancel each other out. 
So I like that. Let's talk a little bit um, more just about the independent market okay. in general. Just um, some misconceptions about the independent market and some myths about it that uh, like the quality yeah. isn't good, the acting, the writing isn't good, or uh, it's not going to go anywhere. Maybe it'll be on YouTube because you did an independent project mm-hmm. and that's as far as it's it's going to go or it independent projects are um unprofessional. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that just from with your production company. Mm-hmm. Um how how do you disprove <laughs> the myths? Disprove the myths. When we're young, we always talk for to, to, to dress and work for the job you want, mm. right? Um, when I started out, I said I wanted to be in Hollywood. So I figured out how Hollywood did it. Mm. So I would get PA jobs on major sets, like Fast Five and Big Mama's House 3, and now this is like early, early, right? I was on those sets and I was watching how everything works. Mm. And even though I didn't have a budget for 100 people, the people that I did, you know, I was able to afford... You know, I hired on my set, and I, I ran it the way I saw it done on Hollywood. Mm. Right? Being on time. Right? Having department heads. Not not being the writer, director, editor, makeup, crafty, you know, that kind of list people for all of those roles. Mm. So for me, is this this is how Hollywood does it. Mm-hmm. So from the gate, even when we started the comic with my, with my former partner, Justin, and we said, this is, we're going to be this. We're going to be independent, but we're not going to look independent, mm-hmm. and we're not going to act independent. Mm-hmm. So it, start, it, start, it started with us. Mm-hmm. We did manage us. You act a certain way on set. Um, and, you know, stuff had to be on time, and we focused on quality a lot, mm-hmm. right? You know, Justin's a monster, a monster DP and a monster editor, but he has a master's degree in that, mm-hmm. and he kept honing his craft. So while he was becoming a better shooter, a better editor, I was becoming a better writer, a better director. Mm-hmm. So at the top, we're good. So we bring everyone else in under us. Mm-hmm. This is the standard. This is how we work. Mm. This is how we act. And anyone that, that deviated from that, get rid of them. Mm. So that's what we did. So that, that kept our integrity on set, how we work. That kept our quality looking good. And because of those two things, we've never lost money on the film. Mm. The, the the perception is 90% of films don't make any money. Mm-hmm. 100% of mines have. Mm. So it starts, again, intent. It always starts with, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. This is the way I'm going to do it. And you, and you have to, like, don't deviate from it. Mm. Right? I'm an asshole. People call me an asshole all the time. That's fine. This, this is how I run it. They call Steve Jobs an asshole, too. Now, I'm not going to compare myself to Steve Jobs, but what I'm saying is, is that when you have a vision and mm-hmm. you know how to how 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 you want it to run, mm-hmm. then you, you can say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You never call me unprofessional. You want you can never say that we never delivered. You can't ever say anything I've ever put out as trash, mm. quality wise, written wise, acting wise. You can't say that. Mm. So yeah, I always say if you're going to do something, do it right. You have to. We get one shot in this industry. Mm-hmm. We get one freaking shot. It's like really like. And in our industry is, what have you done lately? Mm-hmm. So your one shot is really like your eighth shot because people are seeing you for the first time. I might not have saw your first four films. Mm-hmm. I might see your fifth film like, eh. Mm-hmm. Or like, damn, she fired. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you got to come hard every single time. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do it, do it 100%. I hate the people 
that will send me something and give me a disclaimer first. Oh, it was just my first film. I didn't have no budget. I just wanted to do it to get it out there. Mm. I already know what I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. And it's like no one no one gives a shit that it's your first film. <laughs> We're going to judge you on what you put out. I don't care what issues you had on set. Mm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. If you chose to put it out, and I'm and, I, and 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 I'm critiquing you. Don't give me no excuses. I don't care. You put it out. You knew what was wrong. Hmm. There's four projects that we did, or that I did, starting out, learning and taking what I learned and applying it that were not ready. Hmm. That I put money into. Now we looked at it. It was like, nope, this ain't going out. Hmm. There's two projects after I got established that just didn't work. That we paid for, never put them out. Because no one gives a shit what happened. If it ain't right, it ain't right. Don't put it out. Because people are going to judge you on what you just put out. Mm. That goes for writers, directors, actors. Oh, it was just a small role. Or they didn't have... I don't care. You took the role. Mm -hmm. So don't send me something asking me to look at it or give me a disclaimer, which are real. You are putting your... If you felt that strongly about it, it should never come out. Mm. I tell writers that all the time. I have friends that put out stuff that I see and I said, I won't put this out. But I can tell you that because I've done it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. This project is that you would never see. Mm. It wasn't right. And see, that's one thing that I admire about you, honestly, is because you do have that mentality. I don't think I've ever heard you say it, but you do have the mentality. If you're going to do something, you're going to do it right. When we first met, I was trying to get something together for um, for a series, and this guy was asking me questions that I did not know the answer to. And it was about my project. And, like, he was really, like, and I'm just like, dang, it takes all of this. Like, I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready. And it, it wasn't. And I didn't put it out. And I still haven't put it out because I just haven't gotten to it. Mm-hmm. But if I hadn't met with him, I would have put out something and been working on something that wasn't right and it might have been something, ended up being something that I wasn't proud of, mm-hmm. honestly. So, honestly, for me, the takeaway of what you just said, one, for actors, even in the auditioning process, if you're going to do it, do it right. Don't have no excuses. Just come in there, do the work, do what you have to do, analyze your script, go to class, everything that you've learned in class, mm-hmm. make sure that you're implementing that, even in your auditions, in not your just audition. when you get on set, because you need to have a good audition to even get to set. So make sure you're doing what you need to do for the audition. And then two, for our actual creators, mimic and see what the mainstream market does, how they do it, so that your um, projects and everything like that will come out just as good quality so that, like you said, people can't say that... (laughs) It wasn't it. <laughs> like, yeah, they did that, whether it's independent or not. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even like, running your set. You know, no one can, you, you can't find someone that says Sean runs a fucked up set. Mm. We don't. Right? And even when it was, from th- you know, we started out, it was just three of us. It was me, Justin, and Jim. Mm-hmm. Right? And we would hire outside people, but we ran a good set. So when we got the money and stuff like that to hire bigger people, and everybody, you know, we knew everybody went, like, nothing changed. Mm. Right? So it's the same thing on set. Mm. You gotta run your set. Actors have to like you know when they come into your set, it's gonna be you know it should happen on set right. It's production, but they're gonna know that you're gonna keep your cool, mm-hmm. right? Everything's gonna run smooth. They're gonna have what they need in X, Y, Z. Mm. So when you want to work with name folks, 
because you've been running this set like this for all this time, when they come on set, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, okay, cool. Because mm-hmm. people do sit here independent, they be like, yeah. Right? We had, in my last film that we just finished, Mimi Faust was mm-hmm. our supporting character, right? Set ran as if it was Mimi or if it was somebody bigger, and she was like, yo, this is like one of the best independent sets. Mm. Right? So it was like, now, if I, and I've worked with her before, but if, if I want her back, she already gonna know. Oh, that Sean set? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I know how Sean runs his set. Mm-hmm. I had six hours with her that day. We got her out in four and a half. You know what I'm saying? So that too. So all those things. That's better than like yeah, you know, <laughs> these big production companies. You know? <laughs> but, because, you know, I plan, if someone gives me, I'm going to stick on time. Mm-hmm. Right? So I hate it if I'm late. <laughs> and I, I hate it if someone else is late. But if, someone, if you say, hey, I, I have a hard out at this time. That's what I'm getting the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Whether I got what I got or not, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a hard out. You told me ahead of time. I know it. We did the schedule. That's how it has to be. So all of how you run your set says a lot about you, too. So now if I want to get anybody, like, I can't. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because they know that I run a good set. Mm-hmm. Wow. I feel like especially filmmakers, y'all need to take, uh, uh, take this <laughs> man's <laughs> advice. For real. <laughs> um... Advice to actors on creating their own content because not everybody can create and have a full production team. Like you said, it's just started out with the three of y'all. Yeah, so with some actors, we might just have, you know, I'm able to write. I'm going to write my script. I'm going to star in it. And then, you know, because I had a production company. It was three of us. Mm-hmm. I wrote. I acted, I starred, my husband, he directed, mm-hmm. his best friend, he did the camera work, and he did the editing. It was only three of us. So just advice for actors um, and how to go about creating your own content and the importance of it. Um, okay, so the importance of actors creating your own content is if you're not getting the roles you want, you got to go out there and, 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 and write it, act it, put it in your reels so people who see that you do it. But if you're not getting the book, you should be doing something. Right, so that and that's where the importance of creating your own content is. Because if I'm not booked on a show, but I'm releasing a short film that I did, and I'm I'm, I'm hitting them every every month, every two weeks, or how or however, it's showing that you're actually working. Because people want to work with people that that are working. Mm-hmm. So the more that they see you working, oh she she she, and they don't gotta know that you did it or whatever, but they see that you're in stuff, that you're doing stuff. People will like reach out to you, like this person's laughing. Let's Let's see what Nicole is in for. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, people always see me like, now it's like to the point where people are like, oh, you're so busy that I didn't call. It, it's a good mm. thing to have. But for actors, if you are not getting booked yet, or if you are not getting the roles that you have on, show the world why you should be casted for these roles and do your own shit. Mm. Now, if you're going to write your own stuff and you are not a writer, seek the counsel of a writer. Right? Call up your writer friends or someone that you know and say, hey, read this. Does it make sense? Here's what I'm trying to do. Does it seem on a hit? And it, you know what I'm saying? Because you just don't want to just shoot. Oh, it was just a scene. I hate that word. I just did a scene. Well, no. What what you do it for? Mm-hmm. Or to show that I can do this. That it's not just a scene. Mm-hmm. Right? But that scene got to be hard. Mm-hmm. Because, again, if the words aren't right, if, 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 that, if, that, if that passion, if that... If, if that if, if that character doesn't leap off the page, then you can't as an actor. Then you just line read. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you want to create your own stuff, reach out to writers and say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm going for. Take a read. Right? And now, and you actors know a bunch of directors because I work with a bunch of folks. Hey, look, director, I wrote this, this scene or this short to show that I can do this. I ain't got the bread. 
to, you know, pay or whatever. I will do your next film if you shoot mine. Mm. Right? Word system. That's a new one. I haven't heard it. I for me. It, I do it all the time. I've never heard that advice. That's good advice. I do, I do, I do it all the time. I, I have, like, my homie Travis Cure, right? Um, I needed him for this for the short I was doing, I thought paying what his rate was, but I was like, I'll write, I'll write whatever you need me to write if you do this, if you do it for me. Mm. Travis being so fucking cool, he's like, nah, sure, I got you. He came out and he did it, mm. right? Now I got a relationship with the homie, so he he know if he needs something, he can call me up. I know if I need it, need him to call him up, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's the cool thing about being independent, because we have that 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 opportunity or that um what's the word? We have that option of bartering. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, like. I know you might cost a thousand a day. I got seven, but I'll do this for you. Mm. Or this is going. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think I don't think we do that enough, mm. right? We just ask people like, "I need this done. I don't have the money. Can you do it for free?" It's like, well, no. What what can you offer me? Mm. Where this is mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. That's where collaboration really is when both parties benefit from doing it, right? So as so as an actor, when you want to create your own stuff, reach out. You have a community of people that, that you work with, and if they fucking with you, they'll fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the director needs you to direct. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I got a good friend, AJ. He, um, he um, I had never written a horror film before, right? And, you know, I said, what I charge for films. He was like, yo, I'm writing this horror film. I need your help. You know, I don't know where, where this thing is going to go. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I don't have anything in my portfolio. Are you going to shoot? Are you going to shoot it within the next six months? He was like, yeah, I'm going to shoot it in the next six months. We already have the money for it. All right, then fuck it. I'll, I'll write it with you so I can have a horror on my reel. Mm. Right? So we worked so we work, work, we work, work with each other, and he sold the film. Mm. And I, so I got my position on the back end. But I did it because I didn't have anything horror in my portfolio. Mm-hmm. I don't think that way. Mm-hmm. Right? So he came to me with it. Okay, whether, whether he sells it or not. If it's dope, if you shoot it in the dope that's out there, people know I can write horror. Mm-hmm. So I can do that space. So it worked. So we so I think we should barter with each other more. I don't have this or a lot of this, but I can give you some of that and I can also provide this. Mm-hmm. So I think actors should do that more. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good advice. That's that's a new one, that barter one. <laughs> I mean, I definitely understand the importance of like having a community of people that you can go to and be mm-hmm. like, hey, let's work together. The collaboration part, mm-hmm. but that bartering, that's, I'm going to have to use that one. <laughs> it might not always work depending on who it is, but at least there's that option. Yeah. You know? So tell me about, I'm going to wrap this up soon. So tell me about um, the writer's room, because you're saying, you know, if you need. Um, some help writing your own content, reach out to a writer, or you can, you know, just hone your writing yourself. So let's talk about the writer's room, talk about it, let the people know how to get involved. Just tell me all about the writer's room. Yeah, the writer's room is my joint. I look forward to Thursdays. I will not shoot on a Thursday night, just so I can make sure I I hold my room. So the writer's room basically is, um, it's a room where I teach people how to write. So there's people in there from from all levels, beginners, middle, people that have sold some stuff. Um, I had writers from my room are now staffed on major shows. I saw that one of your people mm-hmm. just recently. What what did they get? Um, I, I, we can't say the network yet. Okay. But it's season two for a show on a major. Okay, TV, I know major, I saw something yeah. recently. Um, show when she, when she announced what show she's on, then I, okay. I'll announce it. But she did say that we can say that she's been staffed. 
Um, my boy Duran just got staffed on Apple, right? So we have people from the room that learn here and go off and get staffed. Like, and they did other things to get there. I'm not saying, hey, take take my class and you'll get staffed. You, I, I'm make you ready. Mm. You have to go out there and hustle and strategically make your moves to get staffed. But I'm gonna make make you ready. So, um, so yes, every Thursday night from seven to ten. Sometimes we last week we went till midnight. It just it goes down like that. Like uh, every class is recorded. So if you like miss a week, I can always send you the the, the recording, and it's fifteen dollars a month. Um, that's nothing, guys. But yeah, I, I'm not doing. It, I'm nothing. not doing it to make money. I'm like, I'm doing it because I'm tired. I want black writers, and ninety percent of my um, students are black. We have a few white folks in there, but it's mostly black. But I started is I wanted black writers to put out better content, mm-hmm. and we think because we're just naturally the shit that we can just do whatever because we had that idea. But no, you have to have like you have to have the training to to write this shit. And if, People, if, if you want to be a staff writer, I can show you how to get there. That's why the writer's room is mimicked like a writer's room. Mm. It simulates how, how a staff writer's room is in Hollywood. And when my friend got, a, got into her writer's room on a major show, she said, Sean, it's no different from what you're doing. Mm. She's great. I have to simulate to get y'all ready. So if you want to be a staff writer, I'll show you that. If you want to be a writer for hire, I'll show you how to get there. If you want to like write and shoot your own shit, I'll show you how to get there. But the point is not to make money. It's the point is to, for us to put out better shit. But it ain't for the faint of heart either. Mm. I am I am not sparing your feelings. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. I know firsthand. I made people cry. Uh, but it, it, but it's, it's, it's that because Hollywood doesn't give a shit. Mm. So if you can survive me, you can survive anything they're going to throw at you. Mm. So... Yeah, that's the room. I know firsthand that you are no <laughs> Paul's Bar type of no, person, but it's for the benefit. It's, it's for you, and that's why I don't charge like other people charge for writers' room. I, I can easily charge twenty dollars per per person. Easy, but it's not. It's, it's not about that because mm. I'm because I'm not going to like you're not going to pay me like I'm not going to take your money and just say like you're stripping shit. Yeah. Right? So no, like that fifteen dollars pays for the type of Zoom account we have because I have the biggest one, so it can hold all the students that we have all the cloud recordings and all that kind of stuff like that. So right now it's virtual? It's virtual. It okay. used to be in person and the pandemic pushed us virtual. But the dope part about doing virtual because I do so many speaking engagements at other film festivals, now I have students from all over the country Okay. that attend us virtually that I wouldn't have had if I was still just in person. Okay. So we got writers from New York, Virginia, Cincinnati, Omaha, Florida, California. It's dope. How many people... Uh, so in our group meet, it's about 68 people that show up to class is probably almost half that. People like dip in and out based okay. on like what they're doing. I have like a, this 16 people that I know are going to be there every week. Mm. That's the core 16. They're always there. Yeah. Yeah. So how do people get involved? They just shoot me a DM. Say, I want to join the room. I'll give you my cash app. You pay, you pay for the um, 15 bucks. I'll send you the link. And you have to have a log line prepared. Mm. If you don't have a log line prepared, I feel sorry for you on your first day. Wow. The first, the first, the first two weeks are gonna be the roughest. It's gonna be the roughest. I'm sure, so gotta, I, but it's got, for it's, the like, it starts with the log line. Yeah. So if you don't have a log line, if you don't know what the log line is, why the fuck are you writing? Mm-hmm. And I and I, I tell people that like, no, you shouldn't be writing. Mm-hmm. Well, I wrote the whole thing, but you can't sum it up in 21 words. What are you doing? Mm. I can tell you your whole script is fucked up. Mm. Right? So, um, but we have to look at writing as an art form. Mm-hmm. 
And you have to understand the rules of writing. You have to know what your inciting incident is, mm-hmm. right? What your A, B, C, D story is, right? How to write your dialogue. You know, when your acts end, when the climax, when they get out of a scene, um, character development. I, you know, I, I mean, there's writers that like, well, I went to like film school, but we never done character development. What? So this is why your films don't want to know, right? Mm. So we go through all of that. Like, I teach you from, like, bare bones all the way up, like, how to get your stuff done. Mm. And I always tell people, you, if you give me 12 weeks of work, you'll have a script finished. Rough draft, but because everything that I teach you from, from start to finish, you're going to go back, and I want you to apply it to your film. Mm-hmm. And, then you, and then, like, there, there's homework. And I don't let writers move on until they've mastered this part. Of it, so if your log line ain't ready, you can't you can't write your one pager. Mm. After your one pager, all right, let's do the outline. After your outline, okay, let's let's develop your characters. Mm-hmm. After your characters, now let's beat this bitch out. After mm-hmm. that, now you write. Mm-hmm. And then when the writing is right, I want you to write the opening image first. Then I want you to write the first five pages. Then the first act. Then finish your script. Mm-hmm. So everything's in steps. And so people learning. do not like people that are just like, oh, I'm gonna write a script. I'm they do script. not write like that. Yeah. I didn't write like yeah. that when I when I first met you. I like I <laughs> I feel like what did I have? I think I don't think I even had the log line. <laughs> first thing I had. Yeah, I, had, the first I, thing. I don't I, think I had the I, log line. I had this film. What's the log line? <laughs> That's the person I ask. I don't, yeah. If you get something all like, I don't want to hear it. I don't think I had the long... I had the script. Like, I did it backwards. <laughs> I had the script. I had, like, the characters developed, and but I didn't have the very first thing. And you, you looked at me and was just like, all right, so we're going to figure this out right now. Right, Because you right cannot now. move forward you until you have this. Yeah. And you were asking some serious questions, even when we were talking about, like, the character development. I thought I had the character development together, and you were just like... Uh, so... Don't do me like... And I was sitting there like, well, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. And you were like, like nah. mm, no. <laughs> but it's fun, like, to see writers hear it and then go back and fix it and they have the light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I see what you were saying now. Or they, like, they're able to, like, watch a show and identify something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. That's dope for me. Like, yeah. my thing is, I'm good, like, where I am. Like, when I started out, I wanted to be in Hollywood. I really don't need to. Yeah. Right? I do what I want. I make a shit ton of money off my projects. I'm good, right? My goal is I want to get you where you want to be. And when I see that, when I see that aha moment, it's like, all right, I'm doing this for a reason. They yeah. got it. They got it. That is where like I like really like do. I really love teaching. Man, you made me want to go back to that one script that I had. <laughs> I'm so sorry, because I'm like, I want to go back and write it, because after we sat down and we talked about it, like, the show started going in a different direction than what I had already had pictured in my mind, but it was, like, in a better direction, and it was, like, I don't know, it was just fleshed out so much better. So, definitely, um, for writers, actors, if you want to create your own content, make sure you... Get into the writer's room so he can help you, even if it's just a scene. Uh, if it's just a scene, you still like, gonna, gonna do it right. We, yeah, we're gonna, we gonna flush that whole scene out. Mm. We're gonna flush that whole scene out. Miranda, who is one of my writers, like now I call her like like a TA, because she knows she's been with me from day one. She knows just as much as I do. Mm. She goes in, but she has her own company. You know, Miranda writes what she does, script coverage, mm. right? So if you, if you don't want to use me, use her, right? Mm. Miranda's sick with it. 
Well, we had, like, our writers have a whole community that they reach out to each other throughout the week. And, oh, yeah, you know, John gave me notes. Or Miranda gave me notes. And and da 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 And they actually, you know, they, 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 they now help each other, too. So it's like, it's like I, have, I have a dope community in my writer's room and in my nonprofit. Like, we have a, you know, we just have a dope, we have a dope community. You guys get involved. I'm about to. Get involved. Let's get I'm it. I'm about to. Yeah, there's room, there's room, there's room for everybody. There's enough space out here for everybody to win. Yes. And, you know, our motto is everybody eats. Mm. I'm sure everybody eats. It's, it's, it's enough out here. Y'all trying to eat. <laughs> I'm trying to eat. Trying to eat, let's go. <laughs> so I'm going to include your um, contact information, okay. your Instagram, and whatever other way to get in contact. That's going to be in the description, guys. You want to get involved in the writer's room, um, actors, actresses. Do not just reach out to him. Keep me in mind. Like he said. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Go back to in the beginning when we were talking, and if you are interested, he explains what he likes. Um, anything else? With the, what's the latest project? How could we view it? I'm going to put that in the description, too, but talk to us. The latest project is out right now. It's Colorblind. It's our short film that we did um, starring Brian Terry Snell, Tanisha Smalls, um, Tougher Fred, um, that's on our YouTube channel. Um, we just finished um, my first feature under my new company, Antihero Productions, called 18, starring um, Jasmine Sargent, um, Rashawn Simmons, Mimi Faust, Karan Raleigh Jr. Um, that's going to be out later, like around like December time. That's yeah, so. going to be up on the YouTube probably, or where are you putting that out? Are you going to try to get that on Amazon? It's on the TV, it's already sold. Oh, it is? It's already done. Hey, already done. there we go, there we <laughs> go. I'm at that level, too, I don't shoot unless it's sold already. Okay. So, like, I know that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to spend X amount of money on that because the return is this. It's already done, so we shoot, edit, done. There you go, deliver. So, it's already sold. Make sure y'all so. follow him. <laughs> so, we got that. you ain't going to see his stuff just all oh, on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, like, I nah, mean, nah, it, nah. it goes on YouTube after they already have it. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. After they have it, then it'll go to, like, just cause, cause like the, the Amazon viewer isn't the YouTube viewer. Mm -hmm. There's two different like people, so and we make a, a lot of money on YouTube too. So it'll go to YouTube eventually. Yeah, but if you want to know like yeah, right, away, right away, watch it right away. Amazon, make sure y'all follow YouTube. him. And then we have a um, another film called uh, Touchscreen, which is in the Peachtree Village International Film Festival, um, which is one which happens in October. So it'll premiere there. Okay. So Touchscreen is our is our our sci-fi ish. Romance type film. That sounds interesting. That's awesome. Well, make sure you guys um, look at the description so you can find out how to get in contact with him, how to get involved in the writer's room. Uh, and then also make sure that you guys are clicking on the link for the Atlanta Actors Resource Guide because one, like he said, if you're coming to an audition, make sure that you're doing it right. So you need to make sure that you have the right training. In the Atlanta Actors Resource Guide, I make sure I go over and tell you all the best places in Atlanta, the top places where you want to study uh, so you are prepared when you go into that audition. Also, I've got a whole list of Facebook pages that you need to follow so you can go ahead and start building that community and you can find other people in the ind independent market that you can collaborate with and then um what else there's just a bunch of stuff in the guy that's going to help you to get to a level where you can work with somebody like this guy <laughs> and be on the level and eat like he eating <laughs> thank you so much Sean. i appreciate your time of course thank you awesome make sure you guys tune in for our next episode let's see who we gonna have next thanks sean thank you Thanks for joining me in this inaugural episode of From One Actor to Another. 
If you enjoyed this interview, be sure to subscribe to keep up to date for more interviews like this. Also, don't forget to like and share to help other new and working actors. Again, this is Nicole Lockley, the ATL Actors Resource Guide. Keep grinding. You got this.